Want to patent your invention? The chance is near. You've given it heart. Now get it in gear. It's Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. Welcome to Passage to Profit. The Inventor's Show. Where we're all about intellectual property and business. This is Richard Gerhardt, founder of Gerhardt Law, a full-service IP firm. This is Elizabeth Gerhardt here, not a lawyer, uh, but I still work in the firm, you know. We wives get sucked into whatever our husbands do. And um, I do love it because I love meeting all the entrepreneurs. But about the show, we start off by interviewing a successful business person who we have an amazing person here today. And we love to interview entrepreneurs, too, and talk about their intellectual property as well as their new businesses and the future that they're creating. In fact, we have three amazing entrepreneurs presenting today after our guest, Lisa Askelis. But before we get to Lisa... Patton Palooza! <laughs> I found this really cool article that we wanted to talk about. It was in TechCrunch. TechCrunch, Tech yep. It was written by Igrid London. U.S. patents hit record 333,530 granted in 2019. So who do you think was the number one patent getter in 2019 in the U.S.? Let me guess. It was IBM again. Again. They're always number one. Right. So, And you know why? Because they file these really narrow patents. They file, you know, with the cord plug turned up, and then they file another patent with the cord uh, no, plug they, turned no, down. No, they don't because they're not doing that anymore. No? No, because they started out international business machines, right? Right. But now they're mostly enterprise, which is software for large corporations. So. Wow. So they're, they're mostly so you can't tech buy now. An I, I can't buy an IBM computer anymore. I don't know. You probably can. <laughs> but anyway. So, I, I think I have one up in the attic I can sell. <laughs> so somebody me, wants it. So so the rest of the title is IBM, Samsung, not the fangs, lead right. the pack. So the, the fangs are Facebook, Apple, Amazon, and Netflix. And IBM has been at the top of the list for how long? 27 years or something like that? 27 years. Yeah. Right. That's amazing. And so it really goes to show you, though, how intellectual property, intellectual assets are so important to the cornerstone of business. Ingrid says, patents continue to be a major cornerstone of how companies and people measure their progress. That's what I just said, by the way. Yes. And create moats around the work that they have done in hopes of building that into profitable enterprises in the future. So what a great picture, a moat around your castle, and your castle is your brain, where your intellectual property comes from, right? <laughs> right. Yes, that's what it But it is, a, you know, companies that have zillions of dollars, they spend lots of money on patents, and even if they don't ever completely commercialize every single product, they file patents on things that other people might want to sell that are related to what they have, and that way they have a defensive perimeter, I guess, or a moat that helps keep the competition out. So very well-known intellectual property strategy. And if people say that you shouldn't file patents on software, this is the proof that the people who know and who have the money are doing it right now. So if they can patent stuff, you should patent it too. So there's your patent palooza. More patents granted in 2019 than ever before in the history of the U.S. That's almost like a double palooza, right? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. I think we've done enough damage here. Let's go on to the next one. one. On to the next. The EPO publishes grounds for its decision to refuse two patent applications naming a machine as an inventor. So this is IP in the news. Right. So now you have machines that are so smart that they can invent things. And, of course, the question is, is, well, can a machine own a patent? 
Well, not according to the European Patent Office or the EPO. But this is just in Europe and it's not in the U.S. So, hey, you know, maybe the U.S. will have a different law. But I feel like this guy tried everything because down at the bottom it says, finally, giving a name to a machine is not sufficient to satisfy the requirements of the EBC mentioned. <laughs> so you can't just say, well, hey, his name is Hal. <laughs> Why can't he have a patent? I'll be back. <laughs> I'm not really sure you want to you want to make those machines mad at you. You know, give them their patents. You want to have a good life. What's up next? We're taping this in February and There is a man that I want to remember on the radio. He was an African-American man who helped me through a very difficult period of my life. He has since passed away. He had a master's degree in chemistry. He told me he remembered as a child being on his mother's back while she worked the fields in Louisiana. And he went on to get a master's degree in chemistry and be very successful in his career. And we were both at a place where it was kind of tough. And he really helped me a lot spiritually. And got me through a lot of things. And I just really feel like I owe him a thank you. I don't think I could have ever thanked him enough. He was married to this wonderful woman named Allie. And they had two wonderful sons, Brian and Darius. And he was such a role model to everybody. He just, he was really pure of spirit. He had this bright, shining spirit that everybody could see. And he was so authentic and just such a real person and such an example He had a beautiful voice. He sang at our wedding, and he had the most beautiful voice you could ever possibly imagine, and we were so saddened when he passed away. Yeah, I just want to read a little bit from his obituary. He was very involved with his church, Emmanuel Baptist of Midland. He shared his faith through vocal concerts as song leader for the congregation, deacon, and youth leader. And he enjoyed reading, watching old westerns on television, which I love watching old westerns on television. Maybe that's where I got it from. Listening to music and especially spending time with his granddaughters. And he was so respectful of his wife and his family. Just a shining example of what we should all be like. So thank you, Earl, for the time we had together. Thank you for your spiritual guidance. And you are one of the angels. He was. Rest in peace, Earl. Uh, We know you're in a better place. So now it's time for us to move on to our guest, Lisa Ascalise, the famous inventress, founder of Inventing A to Z. So tremendously fantastic to have you back again, Lisa. Good to see you. Can you tell us what you've been up to? Yeah. And Elizabeth, that was so nice. Giving tribute to Earl. That's so beautiful. It is nice to have um, beautiful people around you, right? Just a shining spirit. And he stays with you. His yeah. presence is still with you. And the lessons. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So you're asking, um, I'm here today and I'm really proud because I have, I brought two amazing clients with me today, Richard, Antonia Tomeo and Lisa Pietricatella, who are clients of yours and you sent them to me. I did. And, and I, I knew they would be in good hands. And yeah, and they're in good hands with you also because that continues, that dance continues, right? Mm -hmm. From getting a patent to me developing a product for them or products for them and going through the manufacturing stages, but always coming back to you and uh, making sure everything is in place from their patents to, as you talked about, intellectual properties. And I love that with us. And I love the business exchange. I've known you guys for many years and it's been so wonderful. And you talk about angels and kindness and 
that's what this this mix is here that we have developed this well, relationship that we have together I'm a little bit selfish here because I know if I send them to you there's a chance I'll be able to buy the product someday <laughs> <laughs> and you know you will you know you will because yeah. that's what we're doing we're, we're helping them um, to bring their products all the way from concept to fruition and both ladies almost finished. We're about to hit the button, almost in the manufacturing stages. I, and you I know what's next, wait. right? Yeah. And you know what's after that. You know we're going to do the QVC thing. Wow, that is so big. And that everywhere is so else. Big. Yeah. yeah. You know you speak things into existence and they happen, right? You have to see it. You have to think it in your brain before it can become a reality, right? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, still be at our conference. That's coming up, you know, guys. It's that. April mm-hmm. 19th. Yes, April 19th. So it's the Association of Women Inventors and Entrepreneurs, or... As we say, AOE. AOE. And uh, yeah. It's a great conference. Yeah, Richard and I go every year. I always end up buying stuff. We bring the big van with us because <laughs> there's always plenty to bring back. Yes, there are plenty of vendors, uh, plenty of food, entertainment, education, but we have to have music. We need a music to get educated, right? We got to get excited and move around. And so is Phil going to be there? Phil will be there performing. Of course. One he or two will. songs. It's always such a blast. It always is. such a blast. It's always really a fun time. The positive energy there, just the energy there is amazing. It really is. And that's because you bring it too. I mean, you guys, uh, I don't know if I, I asked you yet, but I know you'll be there judging our two minute elevator pitch. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I've got Elizabeth. some choice words, too. <laughs> no, just kidding. We. <laughs> That would be fun, though. That would be. <laughs> well, this is your formal invitation. All right. Well, we'll be yay. judging at the two-minute elevator pitch. I, I consider me signed up. I could. I wouldn't miss it. And you know, our listeners shouldn't miss it either because it's a great time. It is a it's, good time. It's, it, everybody always leaves feeling so jazzed up and psyched up and ready to go out and tackle the world. Oh, they do. How you bring that, I just don't know, but you do. So. Well, you know what? I surround myself with beautiful people like yourself. Brittany will be, of course, hosting the event. She's oh, here. She's in the background hey, somewhere Brittany. over there. Hey, Brittany. <laughs> Brittany's in the house. All right. And um, yeah, so we do bring it. We bring it because we bring amazing people. And this year on our panel will be some of our inventors. Lisa will be there on a panel. Antonio will be on the panel speaking about their journey of inventing. Yeah, that's really powerful because it is a difficult journey. And people need inspiration and stories to help them feel like they can do it and they can get through it. And there's great networking there, too. There is. And, you know, these ladies are going to get on the panel. We have three other people uh, as well. And they're going to talk about that journey. And how, I mean, you don't realize until you're in it, all of the intricacies and the details that come along with developing a product. You know, you see a product on the shelf, you go, yeah, that's easy. Oh, yeah, when that's, you start out, it's patentable. always like, yeah, yeah. no big deal. Let's no just patent deal. that. Let's just do it. Let's so. just patent that product <laughs> and, and make it all happen. Yeah. But there's a lot of detail to it, which you guys know. And very proud of these young ladies that they stuck with it. Because you have to have the determination, the will, the positivity to make it all happen, right? Make it all unfold, help it to unfold. And that's one of the advantages of working with somebody like you, Lisa. Anytime you're trying a project like that, it's very difficult and we all need support. And you're right there supporting your team and your clients 110%. So I love it. I love what I do. Yeah. You guys know that. Yeah. Got to have the passion. Got to have the passion. If you don't have the passion, you got to go home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. We'll be right back after this message. We're going to have more with Lisa Ascalese and you're also going to hear from her protégés and about their journey. So stay tuned. You're listening to Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gerhart. We'll be right back. There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gerhart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They 
start with a solid foundation first. Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs, ideas, and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit GearHeartLaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. This is The Inventor Show, and here with us this evening is Lisa Ascalese, who's the inventress from Inventing A to Z. Tell us what it's like to develop a product from start to finish. Your name of your company is Inventing A to Z. Mm -hmm. And so tell us what it's like to get from A to Z. There's a lot that people don't know, you know, and as you know, Richard, the first thing people say when they have an idea in their minds is, I have to patent this idea. There's a lot that people don't know. So it starts really with with a a drawing and, and some writing everything down on a piece of paper. Um, for me, it's magical. I love what I do. I get such joy and pleasure out of speaking with creative people. It's a long road. It's a long road. And again, you have to love what you're doing in order to be successful at doing it because you have to be all in 100%. So it's developing the product in your head first and then taking the next step and speaking to all of the right people, which is really important. So I say, write everything down, write down your idea, name it. Most importantly, I have to say, this is the most important part of developing a product, is naming it. See, I've never heard that before. It's People, in- like, they look at the product, but the, the naming part is, like, sometimes an afterthought, right? It has to be first in my head because it becomes real. When you name something, it becomes real. You know, you name your baby. You know, I'm mean, not that your baby doesn't become real. <laughs> when you okay. name it. No, I know somebody right. that just had a baby, and they, they haven't named the baby yet. They can't decide on the name. And he's like, we have to know in 10 days because we have the breast. <laughs> Wait, did the Kardashians do that? I think Kim Kardashian took a couple of days before she named that yeah. that fourth baby. Well, the fourth baby. Don't you, like, usually have a list beforehand? and <laughs> yeah. You don't start when you have the baby, right? Uh, but. Yeah, but I have to tell you. So when I name something... I develop products every day in my head. I call them mental inventions, and we all have them, okay? Especially you guys, I'm sure. You're around it all the time. So when I mentally invent something, and I'm really going to move forward on it, I call it something, and then it unfolds. It's like the petals unfold, okay? And then it becomes real to me. So then I could start building the blocks in order to develop the product. So the name comes first, and then I can write everything down about the product. So do you spend a lot of time trying to think of what the name is, or does it usually just pop right into your head? Don't think about it a lot. I think about what it does, and I I put down bullet-pointed names of this product first. All of the things I believe it does, okay? So pinpointing the features and benefits of the product, and then the name comes. And I always say simplify it, because you're not the only one using the product. Name it something simple that everybody else will recognize. And then you got to come up with, well, we can go into the logo and branding that everybody will recognize and want to want to pick up because they know it. Like Facebook. Facebook no longer has to say Facebook. They they just put a big or or lowercase F, right? You know, it's Facebook. The product comes to life for me once I name it. It becomes real. So I say name it and then develop it. Wow, what an interesting approach because, you know, we're always working on new ideas. It comes to life once you name it. And then you can start moving forward. 
I'm starting a new project, uh-huh. and I've had a lot of help from Richard, from Kenya, our media maven here at iHeart, and from you. And you guys have all given me really good advice, but Kenya helped a lot with the branding. And, you know, I had all these big elaborate things, and all this, and she, she said just what you said. She said, no, keep it simple. She helped me find the logo. She designs logos out of the top of her head. I don't know how she does it. <laughs> and then she said, keep, and then, oh my God, she came up with this tagline that just knocked my socks off. I almost fainted. <laughs> you know, She's so good. And then with you, I was like, well, how do I pitch this? And we were on the phone and you said something really very enlightening that really helped me a lot. And you said, think about the way you are. And you did the whole bullet point thing, like write down the things that you think this does. Mm -hmm. And when you're selling it to somebody else, what excites them about it, right? We're talking about names and excitement and all that stuff. Yeah, but you have to talk about the features and benefits. And you do that in your head first. What are the features and benefits of this product? And who's going to buy it? I say, if you're the only person who can use it, then, you know, keep it in your closet. Keep it to yourself. So features and benefits and what's your demographic? Who are the people purchasing the product? So if somebody has a really great idea Mm -hmm. and they want to find out if other people like it, what should they do? I don't like focus groups, if that's what you're going to ask me. Just not focus groups? Uh, What what, what can an ordinary person who doesn't have access to a focus group do? Okay, it's trickery. It's called trickery. (laughs) (laughs) You You give some $5 bills and you ask people, do you like this? Yeah, but you don't show them the product. You don't give the information away. Because there are other people out there who are very savvy who could take that idea and information and run with it. Right. So you do have to file a patent. You have to file a patent. You have to 100% protect the product, have a non-disclosure agreement protecting the product. But if you want other people to check out your product without sharing the information... Ask them, for example, if it's a if it's a cell phone holder, hypothetically. Um, how many of you out there would love to use a cell phone holder that looks like this? Because if you're sitting in a room and showing the person or the people the real product, you know, again, they may walk away with it and say, you know what, I can make this better. So I'd say, you know. So you would just describe it. It has sequins. It's the color orange. It you know, has wings. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. it has wings. <laughs> it has wings. Yeah, but just describing a product or saying, don't you have a need for this XYZ without being specific? I don't even like Googling something that I'm about to develop. I, am, I feel like I'm putting it out there. Right. You never know. I mean, there's so many people who are looking at search engines. That's right. And you can't just assume that there's no risk when you do that. Well, no. So I, for this new project, I had the name and... One of our trademark attorneys helped me look it up, and for what I wanted to use it for, it wasn't trademarked. So we went to see if the URL was open, and it was, and I did not buy it. Oh. And I went back the next day, and the URL was gone. Mm. And they wanted thousands of dollars to sell it to me. You have to be decisive when it comes to those domain names. And just buy it, because it's like $7, right? it's like 14 bucks. Exactly. So that's exactly, I do that too. Go right to the domain, buy it, and it's $14. If you change your mind, you you know, it's $14, right? you change your mind, you can sell it for thousands, right? Exactly. (laughs) And, and and And, you know, secure it. Right. They're scanning. They're scanning to see what URLs people are looking at. And if you don't buy it, they buy it. They buy it. Mm -hmm. They buy it. If you're interested in it and you don't click on it, it's gone. Right. So they know you're coming back. Right. But I managed to fix the problem, but it was really frustrating. No, it's good Mm -hmm. you mentioned that because if you're doing this as a first timer, that's kind of a mistake the first timers make. So just go in there, get it, get all the extensions, get all the variations that you can think of. You know, spend, I don't know, 
50 bucks. If you can't afford 50 bucks for domain, then you're probably <laughs> not ready to start a project. Exactly. So that's exactly what I do too. Buy the domain and think about name it, buy the domain. And like you said with Kenya, you create your uh, logo. If you have somebody to create a logo, not saying spend a lot of money on something that's not developed yet, but if you know you're going to move forward developing a product, do all of the things around it that you can inexpensively, right? Right. To get you going. I struggled with the logo and I hired some service to see if they could do and you know what if you know a really good smart creative person like kenya is probably the most creative person i've ever met in my life go to them like you said it helps wrap your head around right what the thing is right it elicits the excitement about the product to get you moving because you need to light a fire you know you need right. to you know something needs to light a fire under you to move because everybody does not have mentors or support around them Oh, that's why they also, they come to us, right? Right. right. We just keep the ball rolling from there. Develop the product, get it out there, you know, come to me, we'll get it marketed, get it on QVC for you. You make it sound so easy. No, no, there's a lot in between. So I do sourcing for manufacturing also, you know, all of the sourcing. And you do have to source. I mean, you don't just go out and, and pick up the phone or search for a manufacturer because you never know who you're going to get. You can search for a manufacturer, but you also need recommendations and referrals. I'm really big on that. Okay, and that's, again, where our relationship comes in. But I do. I have great relationships with manufacturers all over the world. So it's sourcing. And then, um, well, of course, engineering the product in between that. And uh, so and then oh, keeping your fingers crossed. So do you ever give mm -hmm. uh, your customers sort of like a budget of what they should plan to spend in order to, say, take a project from beginning to QVC, assuming that you can get that far? Well, so in the beginning, that's very difficult to do depending upon what the product is. But I can give them a ballpark, okay? So, I mean, the first thing you have to do is get a price per unit on whatever the product is. How much it costs. So that's the sourcing, too. How much it costs to build a prototype. And then from there, price per unit. So I, I need to know their budget. You know, I mean, some people come in and, and they think that they can develop something. But, you know, many people come to me and say, oh, that shouldn't cost more than a dollar a unit. But how many units are you developing? Well, yeah, if how you're doing many? a million units, maybe. Then, yeah. <laughs> right? Because the price goes down the more you make. The more you per make. Per unit, I mean. Right. The right. more you develop, the uh, the less it costs to make. But I wanted to go back to the working with the sourcing, the manufacturing companies. Mm -hmm. You have to go back and forth with them a few times. Like, you get a sample, and it may not be right. Mm -hmm. it, and so you have to be very explanatory with them and you have to know how to talk to them to get them to do things exactly the way that you want them to do it. Even if you send them stuff, they still not always do it the way you want, right? Yes. It's got to be detailed and very, very specific from size to um, color. You know, we work a lot with Pantone colors and, you, and this is what they have to receive. Most of these people are not speaking the same language. And they don't do things the same way we do here in the United States. Right. So you have to have somebody who really knows how to wade through that pond full of muck and stuff. That's and right. And there is. Right. Yeah. And there's lots of dangers, too. I had one client who tried to do all of the manufacturing on her own. She mm -hmm. was so excited. She got the samples. Everything came back from China. It was all good. And the first container got delivered and everything was wrong. Mm -hmm. The packaging was wrong. It wasn't what you know she had been promised, led to believe. And she was stuck and she had spent, you know, a lot of money mm -hmm. um, to have this product made and she couldn't sell it because she didn't have QC. Yeah, she didn't have the QC. No QC. And you need that. You know, that's why it's important, again, to have recommendations. And you have to know what that factory is doing out there. You have to have a party, a third party out wherever you're manufacturing. Get involved and take a look. And that's what we're doing now. 
And the two clients I have here today can talk all about that as well. Passage to Profit, The Inventor Show with Richard and Elizabeth Gerhardt and our special guest, Lisa Askelis. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearheart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at GearheartLaw.com. At Gearheart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs ideas and brands using patent trademark and copyright protection so if you have a new consumer product a new software application that you're planning to build or sell or a brand or company name that you want to protect contact the experts at gearheart law www.gearheartlaw.com don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business all of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the united states patent and trademark office don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Passage to Profit continues with Richard and Elizabeth Gearheart. And we just had a really interesting discussion with Lisa Askelis, the inventress, about getting products made A to Z. Her company is inventing A to Z. If you missed it, the podcast comes out tomorrow. So you should go back and listen to it. There's some real good stuff there. Now we're moving on to the presentation portion of the show, and we've brought in our media maven, Kenya Gibson, to help us. And we're going to be interviewing three presenters. The Entrepreneur's Spotlight part of Passage to Profit, The Inventor Show. Each contestant will have a total of six minutes to present their company. The first two minutes, they fly solo, and so for that time, describe their product and put it in the best possible light. The remaining time is for the Inquisition, where they'll be challenged by Richard, Elizabeth, Lisa, and Kenya to describe their project in greater detail. Our first presenter is a Gearheart Law client and also a client of Lisa's, Antonio Tomeo. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for coming. So tell us about your project. The name of my project is Antonia's Promise, and uh, it all began in September of 2018. I found myself in church alone and broken, and um, I like to call her my angel. A woman appeared, and she started rubbing my back circularly and my chest circularly, pointing at the mural, and she had said to me, Do you see Jesus? And I said yes with tears in my eyes, and she said, Jesus loves you. Jesus knows you. Jesus wants to help you. Jesus is a doctor. And she stuck her hand out, and she had handed me fuchsia rosaries. I took the rosaries, and I started to pray. And shortly after that, I started to heal with what I was going through. Months after that, I um, was diagnosed with a tumor in the fourth ventricle of my brain. And the rosary is really what I had to hold on to. Prayer is what I had. And I had made God a promise I had made God a promise that if he had removed this tumor in some way or helped me with the surgery, that I would speak love and light in his name and be a vessel for him. And Antonia's promise is really a miracle story, and I am a testimony to that. You know, it was through prayer and brokenness that I survived with a miracle. And I think that, you know, we all need something to hold on to in this world. And I had my faith, and I thank God for that, that I had prayer. 
And that's what Antonius Promise is really about. It's a spiritual line. It's uh, my own rendition of the cross. Well, I I feel so moved by that. That's amazing. Amazing, amazing story. God's so good. And it All was, the time. Oh, geez. I'm, I feel very teary-eyed. Um, thank you for sharing that because I feel like You're sometimes we need uh, to hear testimonies and we need to hear people's faith and we need to hear other experiences. And I feel oftentimes our creativity, not oftentimes, a lot of times our creativity comes from God, right? That is correct. And he uses like experiences um, and things that we go through to really bring forth awesome ideas, which I think yes. this is a great idea for yes. a lot of different reasons because it's it's almost like a tangible tool to keep you on the right path in terms of your faith. Yes, mm -hmm. it is. And there's a lot of layers to my story. Like everything has, uh, every part of it has a story and that's it in a nutshell. But you're right. We, we, we all are challenged in one way or another. And, you know, my cross is my cross and I did make it and I did build it. But it's really everybody's story. We are all broken. You mm -hmm. know, and we all have a story and we all need something to hold on to. So why not let it be faith? You know, we all need to pray. And that's that's the key thing in this. It, it's prayer. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that a lot of people need that message. And although we know it, we know to do it. We don't, you know. So this is a reminder. It's like, oh, my God, when you look at my cross, you go, that's me. Mm -hmm. and it reminds you of what to do, and mm -hmm. that's pray. Mm -hmm. um, but there's so many people that need that message, and that's what I'm, I'm here to do, and that was my vow. That was, that's what I spoke. I spoke love and light. I, I had promised God that if he had done that for me, I would speak love and light, and, and trust you me, he kind of went, hey, remember that promise I made you? <laughs> you <know? laughs> You're on. Yeah. Um, so, Antonia, and, how's and your health now? I feel amazing. I have really never felt better, to be very honest with you. I, I mean, I had very bad symptoms. I had chronic migraines. I had spotty vision. I could not remember anything. I felt foggy all of the time, all of the time. And um, being a mom of three children, I just chucked everything up to being a mom. I never really took, I mean, I think we all do that mm -hmm. as parents. Mm -hmm. You know, we go and go, all right, let's get them to the doctor. And it's like, oh my God, I'm so exhausted. But you don't take care of yourself. And, you know, it was one day that a, a very good friend of mine had said, hey, come to my office and I'll take good care of you at a chiropractic office. And not realizing, she had said, oh, let's do an MRI of your back. And I said, oh, I just did an MRI of my neck and my lower back. And that's how the journey began um, with finding out that I had a brain tumor because in the MRI of my neck, they were able to see that something was wrong in my brain. See, this oh. line is all God. God mm. put his hand on this mm -hmm. whole entire line that I created. And it's emotional for me to talk about because this is really the first time I'm really speaking about it live. It's just such a beautiful thing because God is always there. Mm-hmm. And everything that we do, he's always there. And, and that day when, you know, I was diagnosed with the tumor, I really had only prayer to hold on to. That Let was me the ask only you, thing I want to ask you this. Did you have faith um, growing up? Were you from a that, religious family, religious background? That's a very good question, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and, you know, and I asked myself that question, too, because I've actually just been asked that recently. And the answer is yes, I did have faith. Mm -hmm. Did I have this kind of faith? No. 
I was brought up in a Italian American household. Um, I knew that you eat Sunday dinner and you should go to church. Doesn't mean we did go to church. Um, did we go for the holidays? Sure, you know. Um, but did I have this kind of love for God? No. God has instilled pure love and joy inside of me. I want to talk about him all day. Mm. I, w- I mean, I was always a very happy, bubbly person, but I, I wake up like this. Mm. You know, um, when they say God instills joy in you and love in you and, you know, put your problems at his feet and he will really help, he does. And he you really that, does. Man. You're a testament to that. Mm-hmm. I really Every am. Every single day, and, Antonio. And, and I have never felt better. Mm. All those symptoms are gone. Amen. They're gone. God. Where are they? They're what gone. You know what's interesting about your line is that, I mean, I think a lot of times people struggle with prayer. Yes. And recently, I would say the past year and a half, I've like really been on this study of like why some people get answers to prayer and why some people don't, right? And I've been studying the power of the subconscious mind and how it's connected to prayer and how we subconsciously have to reprogram ourselves in order for our body to accept its healing and its mm-hmm. recovery because we are designed to genetically like heal our, our bodies will heal, heal itself, you know, and then, and God gives us these cells and these tissues in our body that will rejuvenate themselves and, and, and heal themselves. And I think it's amazing because I think what your tool is doing or your product is doing, it's teaching people and giving them something tangibly to change subconsciously what they're, dealing with inside and through prayer it's manifesting itself Mm -hmm. into the natural realm Mm -hmm. so I think that's super powerful because Mm -hmm. I've really been on this journey to understand why some people are manifesting certain things and then some people don't I will tell you that the day that in September of 2018 before the tumor Mm -hmm. I was going through something and that's what brought me to church I knew inside of me that I needed something I needed to lean on something And God has been my therapy. Mm. And how did it start? It wasn't easy. It's not easy to give yourself to God. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I will say to you that I spent hours and hours and hours in church. That's where I went. Mm -hmm. I when that lady, my angel, can I call her my angel? Because she's my angel. And she handed me that rosary. That was the best gift you could have ever given to me. Because when I hold my rosary, I mean, then I became a part of a prayer group. Yes, I have my rosary with me today. I don't go anywhere without my rosary mm-hmm. because it calms me down. Mm-hmm. It makes me remember that God is always with me, even though I know it. Yeah. Even though I, I feel him and I feel him as I'm speaking to you right mm-hmm. now. It reminds me constantly that he is always with me. Antonia, can I ask you something sure. that we talked about before? So I would love to have you describe how you got here today. Okay. Like how you connected with all of us, because we all kind of feel like this real connection with you. And it's like, this Uh, did not happen by accident, right? uh, Never, never, never. God put this whole day in place. Amen. (laughs) Amen is right. So yes, I would love to tell you how. Well, the answer to that is, um, I believe, faith and destiny. Um, When I was creating all of my line, I kept hearing a voice inside, um, just keep doing, just keep creating, just keep making, don't tell anybody. So my husband is an entrepreneur, but you know, men sometimes, you know, they get a little eh, annoyed. 
So, and you know, I kind of get a little yes, annoyed I know. too. Yeah. So whatever, I have a lot of questions and I like to wrap my head around things when I, you know, want to ask a couple of things. So I was making all my stuff and I knew I couldn't really talk to anybody. That I kind of knew and I kind of felt it inside too. So um, I have three children. They were all busy doing something. And I said, this is the perfect time to get a free consultation of some sort. So I picked up the phone and I Googled free, uh, I, I'm sorry, I Googled patent attorney, uh, trademark attorney. And you know how they have that little call button on the side? Mm-hmm. So I just press, boop, I press, press, call. And I hear, hello, Richard Gearhart's office. You know, I, whatever. And uh, I said, hi. <laughs> I said, can I please speak to Richard Gearhart and get a, a free consultation? And she said, oh, he's not here at the moment, but can I please take a message? I want to say within two minutes, Richard called me back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the time, I didn't know this. Richard gave me 25 minutes. Mm. Do you know how long 25 minutes is for an That's attorney to give you? It was Friday evening, probably <laughs> around 6 p.m., right? Like, Don't to be exact. I was, I was yeah. home and uh, getting no, ready for that dinner. beer. Yeah. Right. So he had, what, what happened was he had given me the free consultation for five minutes. And then this is a funny, true story, if you don't mind me sharing. He says to me at the end of me asking my questions, he says, you know, I also have a radio show called Passage to Profit. Now, with my line doing what I'm doing, I thought he was a pastor. <laughs> Passage to profit. I'm like, oh my God, I'm I didn't know what to say. <laughs> just hilarious. listen, right? So, I mean, that was the best thing he could have done was really listen. And, you know, I'm excited and I'm going. And he's going, wow, wow. You know, so I'm like, thank you so much and, and for listening. This is amazing. And you understand out of all people, you get it. And he's going, yep. I do. I mean, (laughs) so anyway, we wind up hanging up and I tell my husband, he goes, you realize that Passage to Profit is a radio show about making money. And I go, oh my God, he thinks I'm nuts. He thinks I'm a nut job. But, you know, I I hounded him and and we winded up uh, meeting and um, he was great. He was great. I decided to move forward with the patents, and, and and that's really the whole story. That's that's how I met Richard. So you you have crosses, right? It hasn't come out yet. Gotcha. But okay. It will be coming out mm-hmm. you know, on April nineteenth. How soon? Yes. Wow. I am so excited at the AOE conference <laughs> in Princeton, New Jersey, mm-hmm. um, at the DoubleTree Hotel. But um, anyway, I'm really excited. Um, my crosses are. I would describe it through my brokenness and prayer, I was healed. And mm-hmm. when you see them, you will go, okay, I get it. But you know what? That's everybody. Yeah. That's everybody. Antonio, where can our listeners find your products? I'm having websites at the moment built, but definitely call Lisa. She'll have her website up in April. So it's going to be Antonio's Promise. Yes, That's going to be the Antonio's name of the website. Promise. You'll find her on social media. On every social media yes. platform from Instagram, Twitter, yes. LinkedIn, et cetera. And it will be under Antonia's Promise. Again, it'll be launched prior to um, Sunday, April 19th, 2020. And we're almost there at the conference, right? Yes, we are. It can't come soon enough. I am so excited. That's great. Well, thanks for coming. And we're so good to see you, you again. Thank you for having me, Richard. And you're listening to Passage to Profit. We'll be back right after this message. Hi, I'm Lisa Askley, the inventress founder, CEO, and president of Inventing A to Z. I've been inventing products for over 38 years, hundreds of products later and dozens of patents. I help people develop products and put them on the market from concept to fruition. I bring them to some of the top 
shopping networks in the world, QVC, HSN, Evine Live, and retail stores. Have you ever said to yourself, someone should invent that thing? Well, I say, why not make it you? If you want to know how to develop a product from concept to fruition the right way, contact me, Lisa Askeles, the inventress. Go to inventingatoz.com, inventingatoz.com. Email me, lisa at inventingatoz.com. Treat yourself to a day chock full of networking, education, music, shopping, and fun. Go to my website, inventingatoz.com. Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. The Inventor Show on WOR 710. If you've missed what's gone on so far, you can go and listen to it on our podcast tomorrow when it comes out. We've really been having a wonderful show, and we have a couple more fantastic segments to go. So now, without further ado, I'm going to introduce our second presenter, who is also a Gearhart Law client and a client of Lisa Ascalese. Her name is Lisa Pietrocatella. Welcome, Lisa. Tell us about your product. Thanks for having me here. Uh, Let's see. My product is named Sunhead. It's a really cool pillow with a lot of great features. I'm looking forward to presenting this April 19th at AOE Conference in Princeton. Uh, with Lisa. And um, yeah, I'm really excited. So what does it do that's so special? So it just has a lot of great features. It's more of a recreational pillow, although it's not limited to that. Um, You can do many things with it. You can take it with you to the beach. You can use it in your own living room. Um, You can even take it on traveling if you like. So, Lisa, why don't you describe how it's actually used? I, I think when you say pillow or, or neck pillow, or you know, it, it kind of looks like a travel pillow that you would use on a flight. But what's the difference? What, what makes yours different? It does and it doesn't. I have two children, two daughters, and my oldest daughter, about five and a half years ago, got into a car accident. So um, she had to have surgery. She was home recovering. Her and I were in the backyard hanging out. She just could not get comfortable. So um, just to give you my history, I'm a licensed massage therapist. So my daughter goes into the house. She's uncomfortable. She's crying. So I stayed back there, and I thought, what the heck could I do for her to make her feel more comfortable? What can I do to help her? I thought, let's make this pillow. So uh, I figured it'd be a really cool pillow to help with her cervical alignment, um, whether you're laying face down. Um, There's storage in it. Um, There's an ice pack. You can also put a heat pack in it. You can take it with you. It's portable. I think that's what makes the difference. We're not in the manufacturing stages yet. We're almost there. So she has a pre-production sample. It's almost finished. Why don't you tell us some of the benefits of it? Because you talked about your daughter and the experience with that. So as a licensed massage therapist, what are some of the benefits of using this kind of pillow versus a traditional pillow that would be on the market? It would help with cervical alignment. It would definitely make you uh, feel more comfortable. It would make your neck not hurt. You know, when you're laying on the side at that beach and you you just, no one can ever lay face down on the beach because your neck is always hurting you. (laughs) I mean, who wants to lay there uncomfortable? So then you just say the heck with it and you, you turn around and you lay on your back. That's a really cool feature. There's also storage in there. You have no place to put your keys or you want to leave your cell phone close to you. 
you have pockets and you have storage where you can keep all this stuff so close to you that you don't have to worry about it and say, you know, just you're concerned about where it is. Mm -hmm. So how would this be on an airplane? I am always so uncomfortable on an airplane with my neck. Yeah, I mean, if you're on an airplane and you can put it on there, I mean, my mother even suggested putting medication in the storage area. So for people who have medication, they need to take it, you know, at a certain time. It will always be close to you. I mean, there's a phone pocket right on the side that you have your phone accessible. For those of you who don't have pockets in your bathing suit, right? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. There's even a money pocket where you could put money or most women, I do it. I forget to take off a necklace or earrings. You can easily just pop it in the secure pockets and you'll know where it is at all times. And it sounds like the benefits of it in terms of how it helps the body align. So it's like really sounds like it's the cure for a crook neck because you ever wake up and you have like this. Yes. Yes. There's also a pocket for an ice pack as well. Mm, Wow. So which I think is a cool feature. And you can put a heat pack in there as well if you wanted to. So the all purpose pillow you've created. Uh, Yes. Yes. I'd like to think so. My baby. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm very excited about it. And talk about Lisa how you did not want to come out with it the beginning because it's your invention you didn't think it was great and then you started sharing okay with your family so my you know my daughter goes in the house I think of all these ideas I run in the house I jot all this down I actually thought of a name right away which (laughs) I find interesting because I think Mm -hmm. most people don't but I did right away and I mentioned it to my two daughters, my mom. I said, what the heck do I know? I'm a licensed massage therapist. I work in an office. Um, I was doing co-check at a really cool restaurant in the city. And I'm like, what do I know? Mm-hmm. I put it away for a couple of years. But I always thought about it. So one day I was watching Shark Tank. And um, there was this woman on there pitching little chopstick holders. And I'm sitting there by myself. It was late at night. And I said, oh, my God, if she could do this, I can do it. So I run downstairs to my mom. And I'm like, my mother lives with us. You know, I told her what I was thinking. She's like, do it. You got to try. And I'm like, I have to try. And that's where my journey began. My mother, who's amazing, is my CFO and assistant. And she, I said, okay, we have to start researching. Um, I started reading books. She started reading books. So we figured the first thing we had to do was look for a lawyer. So we found a few on Staten Island, and they just didn't do it. And I'm pretty sure one of them said, you know, call this lawyer in New Jersey. And it was Richard Gerhardt. So then we call. Thank you for calling. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And we made the appointment, and uh, we are patent pending. Richard introduced me to Lisa. He's like, hey, I have someone that you should meet. Um, I think you both would hit it off. And um, he was right. And uh, I can't believe I'm actually here now at this point of my uh, journey. It's great. And I love the inspiration, the motivation that you get from your family. I I have the best motivation in my home. My daughters, they're both amazing. My mom, I mean, I'm really blessed. Mm -hmm. My other friends and family, I mean, I just, I'm really lucky. 
I'm excited to see this. We're going to come back for one more presentation in our wrap-up. And you are listening to Richard Elizabeth Gearhart with Passage to Profit, the Inventor Show on WOR 710. We'll be right back. There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gearhart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gearhart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed, and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit GearHeartLaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Passage to Profit continues with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. And our special guest this evening, Lisa Ascalese, and our very special marketing expert, Kenya Gibson from iHeartRadio. Thanks for being here. Our third and final pitch is an alumnus. Diane Simovich is going to be here talking about BW Nice. Thank you, Richard and Elizabeth. I'm so happy to be back. And so nice to meet you, Lisa and Kenya, and all these wonderful ladies. I just first want to say this has been a very, very enlightening, inspiring uh, show thus far. And uh, we all have common threads and stories to share. And as I always say, sharing is empowering. And you have no idea how truthful that is when you start hearing these stories. So, yes, just to refresh, BW NICE is a unique women's networking organization. It stands for Business Women Networking Involving Charity and Education. And we are a women's networking organization, but we are connected to charitable outreach, and that is a big component of it. Each of our chapters supports a local domestic violence agency or related agency raising awareness and funds regarding domestic violence and sexual abuse. This is an epidemic in our country, all around the world. It impacts all of our communities. It impacts women, men, and children, but it's more of a woman's issue. So we took this challenge. I took this challenge. I wanted to do something different. I wanted to have an impact on a local level, grassroots level. We are a grassroots volunteer organization for the most part. We are now 17 chapters and growing uh, throughout New Jersey, Pennsylvania. We're starting one in Texas. I've created a national platform foundation um, and ultimately hope to be all across the country. And just to see and hear these women that come to our organization, certainly again to network, helping, empowering, supporting one another, but also giving back to the community and making a difference is tremendously rewarding and amazing. So great. Tell us how your organization is organized and how it all works. Each chapter is set up as their own nonprofit entity. They're not a, a 501c3, but they're their own nonprofit entity. And the chapters are run by what we call an executive leadership committee. So there's a president, vice president, secretary, treasurer, and we have some other positions. I have it all mapped out. I have a chapter toolkit. So we have policies and procedures uh, that everyone is required to follow. That's critically important. Again, each chapter is aligned with a local agency, DV agency, domestic violence agency. So we hold monthly meetings, breakfast meetings for our networking. Some of our chapters also do what we call BW Nice on Ice. They're happy hour mixers, which is open to the public. 
And then once a chapter is uh, fully established, they're required to hold what we call the Red Shoe event, and that's our annual fundraising gala. And it's a wonderful celebration open to the public. It can be an evening event, a lunch and a fashion show. We honor a businesswoman of the year. It's just a great day. We have Tricky Trace, Silent Auction, whatever the chapter wants to do. And proceeds from that event go to help support our 501c3 BW Nice Inc., but the majority of the money goes directly to the agency, to client services, to help the women and children and families in safe and transition housing get back on their feet. And that's where we've really made an impact in the community. It's been very exciting. So how much money have you raised so far? Good question, Richard, because my numbers were a little low. I had to look at them again. Um, we are well on our way, over 225000 pushing $250,000 uh, since we held our first Red Shoe event in 2012 in Hunterdon County. So we have about seven, eight chapters now holding Red Shoe events. And understand that money raised is all, again, volunteer grassroots level. So I am incredibly proud of the women, the men, of everyone that has helped support and give their time and talent to BW Nice and to support these charity partners. So where are your hubs, Diane? Where do you, where are all of your hubs? You're saying you're in 17, you have 17 different chapters all over. Where are the hubs? So if somebody needed to find a space, because I think it's such a wonderful thing that you're doing. It's such an underserved community of people, women and men, who need this Absolutely. support. So we have chapters from Bergen County all the way down to Ocean County. We're in most of the counties in New Jersey, in northern central New Jersey, uh, all but a few counties in the south. So we pretty much cover the spectrum in New Jersey. I, uh, we're launching our Hudson County chapter on February 28th. I'm very excited about that in Jersey City. Um, and then we'll finish out and relaunch our Essex chapter. I'm working on a Passaic County chapter, and then I'm going to swing back to southern New Jersey and do Burlington County. We're also looking and doing our due diligence in the Philadelphia area. We have three wonderful chapters in Pennsylvania, in the Poconos, Monroe County, Lehigh Valley, and Bucks County right now. So we are spreading our wings, and as we align with other agencies, you know, we will continue to do the good work. And again, raising money is critically important, the funds, but more importantly, we're raising awareness because people still do not understand the ramifications and the implications of domestic violence and how it is impacting our communities. It's incredible. And I can tell you, I've heard hundreds of stories uh, from women who have come up and said, thank you for sharing, I too have a story. You'd never know it if you looked at them, but they do have a backstory. And so we want to keep getting that word out. We want to keep pushing that word and for our youth as well. And speaking of stories, you have a, a book, it looks like, Towards the Light? Yes, I do. And it's on Amazon. It is on Amazon. And what's that about? It's called Towards the Light, and that's about finding light and hope. It is a collaboration of 17 stories from survivors of domestic violence and sexual abuse. Many of these women are from BW Nice. Some were our impact speakers at our Red Shoe events, and a couple of them come directly from the agencies. These women, they're all anonymous, shared their stories, were very courageous. It was very cathartic for them and therapeutic to share their stories, but they all have a very good positive ending. And it talks about the insurmountable and uh, challenges and struggles they went through, but that they were able to come out on the other side and that become whole again. And there is nothing more inspiring than that. And I hope the book will serve to, number one, 
educate the community at large for those that don't understand, but also serve to help those that feel they are alone because you do feel very isolated and that there is hope and help. So it serves as a resource because I have all of the agencies that we partner with listed in there. I have their 800 numbers. I have hotlines for the National Domestic Violence Hotline and New Jersey. We have to update it to add other states as well. And it's a great book to pay it forward to somebody that you think might need it. And I do have an introduction, so I share a bit of my story and my journey. And I can tell you since I started this 10 years ago, on a wing and a prayer, as I say, reinventing my life at age 50, I'd moved back from California with my little boy, Nick, and my mother, starting all over after going through a number of life events. This has been a journey that has brought me right where I'm supposed to be. This is my purpose. I know that. And it has brought me full circle to know that being a woman of faith and staying in faith, this is right where I'm supposed to be. God has me here because it helped me heal from a situation. I was in a domestic violence relationship. I was verbally and then physically abused, but I was able to get out of it. But it also helped me come to terms with, at age 60, I'm now 63, a few years ago, come to terms with the fact that I was also molested by a babysitter when I was four years old living in Bergen County. I never shared that with anybody, not my family, not my friends, not my brother, nobody, cousins, relatives. I shared it with a woman at Women Aware, which is a domestic violence agency in Middlesex County, New Jersey. I shared it with the executive director when I was 60 years old. We were building the chapter, and it just came out. Mm. So when you say things happen for a reason, oh, yes, they do. Mm -hmm. They absolutely do. Wow. I mean, what a story about, you know, turning uh, pain into purpose. Absolutely. Absolutely. And knowing what your purpose is, because we all go through so many challenges in life, all of us. And sometimes we just don't know. We're not sure Mm -hmm. where we're supposed to be or how Mm -hmm. we get out of it. But taking your pain and your challenges and doing something positive, you're helping somebody else. You're helping yourself, but you're certainly helping others as well. And I think that it's one of the few things that you can do to actually try to get this to stop is to shine a light on the dark parts and say, this is happening and it needs to stop. And maybe if you can convince people and they know, then it'll stop. Absolutely. That's so true, Elizabeth. And and one thing I mentioned in my book, in the introduction, I said, I, I kind of stopped, you know, as I was sharing and said, are you feeling uncomfortable as you're reading this? And I said, I hope you are, because we all have to feel a little mm-hmm. uncomfortable and come out of our comfort zones if we're going to have positive dialogue, if we're going to make positive impact in the community. For sure. We have to talk about it. We all do. And where can people find more information and resources? I would suggest going to our website, www.bwnice.org. The book is there, and it'll take you to Amazon, but also um, all of our chapters are listed there. There are meetings, what events are coming up, Red Shoe events, and it talks about our mission as well. Amazing. Diane Simovich with BWNICE.org. Thank you for joining us on Passage to Profit. We really appreciate hearing about your organization. Thank you so much. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gerhardt. We'll be right back after this message. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearheart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at GearheartLaw.com. At Gearheart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. 
So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at Gearheart Law, www.gearheartlaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now more with Richard and Elizabeth. Passage to Profit. This was kind of a little different, but really impactful, I think. I think we went deep. We went very deep. We went deep. deep into the passage. So I want to summarize. We had as our guest speaker, Lisa Askeles with Inventing A to Z, Inventing A-T-O-Z. And she's having a conference April 19th in Princeton, New Jersey, which we encourage everybody to come to. We'll be there. We had Antonio Tomeo with Antonia's Promise. That you can find through Lisa. Lisa's helping her develop the product. It's almost done. Lisa Petricatella with Sunhead, and she's also working with Lisa, and that's almost done. And Diane Simovich with BWNice.org. And then we also had some very valuable, important input from our media maven here at iHeart, Kenya Gibson, who really is a marketing and creative genius. Every time she's on the show, she just whizzes us with her marketing genius, right? It's all God. I have nothing to do with it. Before we sign off, thanks to everyone. You know, we really appreciate your coming down here to New York, to the studio, and telling your stories. And it's not always easy to tell your story, as we found out today, but it is important. Telling us about your products, too, is really cool. We love seeing the future, and that's what we love about doing this. I want to say thanks again to our guests, Lisa Askeles and Kenya. You took us over the top in so many ways. Do you have any final words of wisdom for our listeners? Just always so grateful to be here with you guys, and and thank you for sharing your wisdom, too. You know, you got to get that. You have to have that credit, those credits, because without you. you guys, you know, these two ladies wouldn't be here either. You know, so I really appreciate that. We I just want to say just we have to continue to lift each other up. And we've had that. We have that spiritual connection in this room today. I'm so happy. My heart is completely full. It's full. So my words of wisdom is uh, there are just keep on lifting each other up two hands at a time. And sometimes, you know, you got to use your foot. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of times. (laughs) Well, Kenya, what are your thoughts? I would just say it's funny because Antonia was saying how she thought you were a minister. (laughs) (laughs) If she really knew me. (laughs) (laughs) And in a way, this show is is a ministry because I feel like you give everyone an opportunity to come up here and really talk about their dreams and their goals and their ideas and that's a powerful platform to give other people access to so god bless you guys for that because it's a rare opportunity not everybody has an opportunity to come up here and do this so it's great yes preaching the gospel of entrepreneurism that's right yes yeah well and we love doing it and i'm gonna say again she's gonna kill me but it really was kenya's concept like i said creative genius and um Luckily, I was smart enough to realize what a good idea it was. It was was a collaborative effort over champagne. That'll do it. So we're all wonderful. On that note, uh, Noah's going to kill us if we don't end. So I do want to thank our incredible producer, Noah Fleischman. I tell everybody he's our 
best friend because he makes us sound so good at the end of this. And Robin, our engineer, and the whole iHeart team. And listeners, don't forget to join us next week for some more wonderful conversations and fantastic new products coming down the pike and everything else. And you can start thinking about what you want to say on our program. That's right. And don't forget, too, to like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This is Richard and Elizabeth Gerhardt on iHeartRadio with Passage to Profit, WOR 710, the voice of New York.